nutrition, gut health, mental health, hormones, and so much more. These all play roles in sustainable weight management. So I scour the globe for top experts in fitness, health, and weight loss to bring to you this podcast. So take a seat and enjoy the ride. So, welcome to another episode of the Zika Health Show. This is weight management expert, Narado Zico Powell. And today I have for you, Yug Varma, PhD. You know how many times we've talked about the gut on this episode and how it's tied into energy or overall health, weight management. But today we're going to talk about the gut a little bit different and how it's connected to our skin. Yeah, we're going to talk about getting that nice, beautiful, flawless skin that we all desire. Because we normalize acne and we normalize eczema and rashes. And, or we just try to throw a cream on it, right? That just try to cover up what's actually happening without dealing with the underlying issue, the root causes, do you like me to say? Because remember, I've mentioned on a few episodes that eczema runs in my family. And I'm the only one who's off their medication completely when it comes to eczema, amongst other things. But, and you know how I did that? improving the health of my gut. And I'm sure you knew I was going to say that. And that's what Yug and I are going to talk about today. Because in this episode, I gave it away. We're going to talk about acne and skincare and how the microbiome, gut health, and other factors impact our health and beauty of our skin. Because you want to have beautiful skin, it's got to be healthy. And as a bonus, we will discuss pre, pro, and postbiotics and how they impact our gut and skin. So let's beautify. And that being said, let's welcome Yog to the show. Hey, Yog, how you doing? Hey, Narada. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you for being here. This is going to be a fantastic episode, my friend. So with that being said, tell my audience about yourself and tell us about your work. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm Jörg. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Phyla, and uh, we're a company trying to change the way we treat chronic bacterial diseases, starting with acne, but then, you know, obviously our technology can address eczema and, and many other things, and we'll, we'll get into all of that. Um, my background is I'm a scientist, um, molecular biologist and biochemist. Um, I got my PhD from Johns Hopkins and uh, did a postdoc at at UCSF in San Francisco. Uh, and then I, I moved on to starting this company. And, and just as a background, I've been studying the microbiome for about 12 years now. Uh, and this is a pretty young field, probably less than 20 years old. Um, so it's been really fun kind of watching the field grow, all this amazing research come out and, and obviously all these technologies develop from there. Perfect. Thank you so much, my friend. It's, I like to introduce, my, introduce you to my audience first so they know who you are and why we need to listen to you. So thank you so much for that background. Now, let's dive right in, right? 
acne. What causes acne? Yeah, so that, I, I think that's a fundamental question. Um, acne is obviously a pretty complex, <clears throat> complex disease. Um, it's affected by many factors, right? There's diet, hormones, genetics, stress, you know, all of these we know play a role in it. But these are all secondary factors because the primary cause of acne is the overgrowth of one bacteria. And this bacteria is called Cutibacterium acnes or C acnes. Uh, and this is on everyone's skin. So you have C acnes, I have C acnes, everyone, every adult listening to this podcast has C acnes on their face. Obviously we all don't have, C, uh, have acne. Uh, and, and the reason is that when C. acnes grows in balance with the rest of your microbiome, it's fine. It's supposed to be there. It's a part of your natural microbiome. But when it overgrows, that imbalance causes acne because it, the imbalance basically leads to inflammation. Your body's like, oh, there's a bacteria that's overgrowing uh, and it responds with inflammation. And that's what that inflammation is. It's basically acne. Now, in order to go back to health, right? And, and reduce this inflammation, you need to redress this balance. Um, and we can talk about like how uh, different solutions for acne redress that balance and, and maybe what their drawbacks are. But fundamentally, how, does, how do all these factors, diet, stress, et cetera, play into it? Diet, for example, um, and all of these factors affect the, the sebum that's produced in your face. And the sebum is basically this oil that's naturally produced on our skin. Now, the sebum or the oil is basically food for this one bacteria that is hyper-specialized for our skin. And it lives, all of its food comes from this sebum. So when you change the, the amount or the quality of the sebum being produced, so for example, for some people, uh, diet plays a big role. Uh, you're eating fatty foods or spicy foods, or you eat chocolate or whatever, and you, you break out. Your body's responding to those inputs um, and changing how much oil it produces. The oil is food for the bacteria, and so the bacteria overgrows. So those are how, you know, stress, for example, it's really easy to think. Um, if you sweat more, right, you're producing more oil, you're gonna get an outbreak. Uh, hormones depending on your you know, hormonal cycle, or obviously with teenage years, your hormones kind of are raging, uh, that changes the oil that's produced on your skin. And, and that really is the trigger. So a lot of people think, oh, the oil is the problem. Well, the oil is not really the problem. It's feeding the bacteria. The bacteria are the problem. So drying out your face could potentially help, but it, it comes with certain drawbacks. But what you really want to do is knock out the bacteria, because if you control the bacterial overgrowth on your face, then no matter how much oil your skin is producing, you're still not going to get acne. And so that's kind of the approach that, that we have sort of targeted scientifically and that we've been able to deliver on. So with that being said, then, because you're talking about not just drying out our face, right, but actually um, controlling the bacteria. And you connected that with stress and you also talk about some foods that we eat. So I have a couple of follow-ups on that. Regarding the food, is it a standard thing or is it different per person? Like spicy food may impact, impact me a little different than you. And um, with that being said as well, what, uh, when it comes to stress, is that stress, does stress impact everyone in the same way or is it different per person? 
it's completely different per person and each person has triggers. So some people may be particularly sensitive to certain kinds of foods uh, triggering their acne, but some other people could just be like, I eat anything, right? Nothing happens, but the slightest bit of stress kind of sends me off. Or some people may be, oh, it's not a diet or stress. It's just my hormones. Like based on my hormonal cycle or whatever it is, um, I know when I'm going to get acne, I know which parts of my face break out the most. Um, and, and so it really is to each person their trigger. But, but I also want to kind of stress, right, that we're trying to control, we're often trying to control these secondary factors, which, which are indirect causes of acne. So not, even if you control your diet very well or control your stress levels or whatever's triggering it really well, it'll, it's only going to have an indirect impact. Um, but if you focus on the prime cause and if you're able to reduce the bacterial overgrowth at the source, then you're gonna have much, much better outcomes uh, and you're not gonna have to change a part of your life that, that maybe you enjoy or that, that is really difficult to kind of keep up as a lifestyle, right? Because if I like to have spicy foods, but it's also a trigger for me, then if there was a solution where I could eat spicy food, but, but still have clear skin, you know, wouldn't I go for that? Exactly, right? So I can just do whatever I want and just look amazing all the time. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. Okay, so then I have another question then. So let's talk about the microbiome a little bit, because we're talking about the root causes, right? So what connection does the microbiome play with controlling this overgrowth? So it turns out that microbiome diversity is important and microbiome resilience is important. So one thing that we didn't realize up until recently is, you know, we thought generally bacteria is bad, right? You want to have as little of it as possible. Wherever you find it, you kill it. Uh, microbiome research has shown us, especially for the gut, but also for the skin, that there's this amazing variety of uh, uh, bacteria that live in us that actually contribute to our health. They keep us healthy. And it's really important to pay attention to that, right? To, to have probiotics and to eat fermented foods, to, to keep that balance you know, always renewed and always kind of fresh so that your body can, can see the long-term benefits. And if you don't do that, you know, the, the downstream effects of that can be quite severe. So it's, it's pretty much the same for the skin where if you have an overgrowth of C. acnes, it's going to dominate and push out all the other good bacteria and reduce the diversity there. Uh, now, the, the, in treating acne, which has a bacterial cause, we use a number of products, right? Benzoyl peroxide, antibiotics, retinoids. And it's interesting that all of these products have an antibacterial component. So they're, they're trying to hit that main cause of acne and reduce the, the bad bacteria, but because they're indiscriminate, they're killing the good bacteria as well, right? So to your point, how, do, how important is the microbiome for having healthy skin? What these products are doing is they're killing the diversity on your skin, they're killing the good bacteria, and so they're eroding the, the protective ability of the microbiome to protect your skin and keep it balanced. Uh, so as a result, something that people with acne see all the time is relapses, right? They use a product, it's working fine, it's working great. A couple of months later, it stops working and you're back to square one. That's because they're probably doing so much damage to the microbiome that the microbiome, which is supposed to be this kind of protective layer, is no longer able to function as so. And, and that 
it kind of is leading the relapse to occur because the bad bacteria just keeps going back. Wow, that's powerful because you just tie that into something I've preached and my guests have preached on this show many times, which is microbiome diversity, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when we, when let's talk about antibiotics because that's basically talking about antibiotics for the skin. What I'm tying into antibiotics for the gut. When you take antibiotics, it's, as you say, it doesn't discriminate. Right? It just, it's like dropping a bomb and it just destroys everything in this path. It doesn't have the technology to say, okay, this one is bad. I'm going to take care of that, but I'm going to leave this good one alone. It doesn't have that capability. So then you destroy a lot of this healthy bacteria that your body actually needs to protect you. Mm-hmm. So then you, you may feel better for a little while, but then it, it's, you're going to have relapses right? Without dealing with the root causes. Now, microbiome, microbiome diversity. I've had a guest, guest on the show that say that we should eat at least 25 to 30 different plant foods a week. Um, not say eat, but expose ourselves to 20, 25 to 30 different plant foods a week. I'd be in your tea. That could be in um, with the oils that you use. Um, that could be, um, of course, the things you drink, the foods you eat, fruits, vegetables, nuts, so on and so forth. Why? Because it promotes microbiome diversity, because you have to feed your microbiome. And you're going to talk later about pre and post um, and probiotics. I'll let you kind of dive into that a little bit more. I just want to give a segue on that. And what you said is just so important because it doesn't just apply to what we what I've talked about in the gut. But now you can see how destroying your good bacteria can impact your skin as well. 100%. I couldn't agree more. And, you know, it's that principle of you are what you eat. Um, <laughs> you've got to, you know, whatever you eat, uh, the, your insides kind of respond to that. So when you're talking about like, like plant-based uh, stuff, it's really important to, um, you know, think about fiber, right? Uh, with, whether it's like, healthy greens or whether it's coming from beans or lentils have a lot of these fibers that we call indigestible. Well, we call them indigestible, not because they're not being digested. They're just not being digested by us. Uh, So our body doesn't have the enzymes or the infrastructure to, to kind of break it down. But what's happening is all that undigested fiber is going to our gut where it's feast, it's a feast for these gut bacteria. And as they're kind of breaking that down, they're producing some very, very beneficial compounds that really kind of calm down your gut, keep it healthy, keep those cells really, really happy. So just like you said, you know, it's, it's really important. I would say 20 to 30 plant stuffs a week is probably like the baseline, right? You want to go well above that. Um, and yeah, the, the more like variety you have in the fiber, the better it is. Uh, but just I, I just want to underscore that piece, right? And, and I have an example for the skin, but I, I think it won't be lost on your listeners. Uh, worldwide, whether you're in Asia or Africa or America, the incidence of acne in any community is about 85%. 85% of us get it at some point in our lives and we all suffer. So it's nearly universal. There are some human populations in the world where the incidence of acne is very low or zero. One such population is a a, a pre-industrial population called the Yanomami tribe in Brazil. And in this population, they do not have any incidence of acne. Young people don't have it, teenagers don't have it, adults don't have it, no one has it. The big difference between their skin microbiome and ours 
is that their skin microbiome is incredibly diverse. And so this problem with acne, which has kind of become almost an inevitable part of growing up or, you know, uh, part of teenage years and adulthood, um, it, it's not preordained. It doesn't have to be so. And it kind of um, is, is maybe a reflection on how the modern world has ended up in a place where we think of acne as the, the norm rather than the exception, whereas we can go to a time or, or see an example of a culture where it's, it's actually not, it, it's not the norm. It's not even the exception. It just doesn't exist. And that's the thing, we normalize a lot of things because we see everybody else with it. And that's what we see around us. And we think it's just, okay, it's normal, which okay, maybe normal, but doesn't mean it's good or optimal, right? They're completely two different things. Obesity is becoming normal. I mean, I live in the yeah. US where we have what, 42%, not overweight, but obesity, right? So overweight is just normal. It's normal to be 50 and, or in this case, 40 years old with a beer gut. And we joke about it, we make it normal. So yeah, we see a lot of these things and that's where the issue comes in. And this is why I have you on the show so you can explain to my audience how we can actually do better. So thank you so much for sharing that with us. 100%, and you know, I think the stats are at the beginning of the century, so around 2000, 20 years ago, about 10% of kids were obese. Now it's kind of probably closer to a quarter of them. So 25% are obese and, and that's kids. I mean, that's crazy, right? Right, exactly. When your metabolism should be the healthiest, and we can geek out about that forever. <laughs> but I have so many episodes on that, we're just going to keep moving. Yeah. So we talked about a question I, was, I plan to ask actually was about how do we treat acne today and why it's not working. But you've already talked about that and talked about how we're destroying our healthy bacteria with the products that we use. Do you have anything to add there? Yeah, I mean, you know, another way to think about this is, you know, I always say, and, and this kind of takes people aback, is that, do you know that you have a rainforest on your skin? Um, this rainforest is invisible. Its trees are made up of bacteria, fungi, and viruses. And um, this, you know, community of microorganisms is called the microbiome that lives on our skin. Now, this diversity, this rainforest work of diversity is really important because it strengthens the microbiome and it makes it this really protective layer that keeps us healthy. And when a chronic bacterial disease happens, a bad bacteria comes in, causes an imbalance, overgrows and disrupts this balance, right? So we're trying to get back to a balanced state in order to get back to health. But when we use these harsh products like benzoyl peroxide for acne, because they're indiscriminate, like you said, antibiotics are for the gut, right? They're killing the good and the bad bacteria. They're converting this rainforest into a desert. And, you know, just think about that. We know what happened, you know, how catastrophic it is for the ecology when, when that happens. Well, we're doing that to our skin. Um, and, and that's because we just don't have another option, right? Um, think of it another way. Let's say you go out to your garden one day, right? And you find a weed. What are you going to do? How are you going to deal with that? You're not going to pour gasoline all over your lawn, set the whole thing on fire <laughs> just to get rid of that weed. Uh, that would be crazy. But we're setting fire to our microbiome when we use these products every single day, day after day. Uh, and that has a consequence, right? So what if instead you see the weed, you scoop it up, replace it with a patch of grass or dirt or whatever, you're done, right? What if you have that option for acne where 
you have to reduce the level of one bacteria, you're able to kill that bacteria selectively, not hurt the good bacteria, and make your microbiome stronger so that the protective layer can naturally protect you, stay balanced, and keep your skin clear. That's what my company and our technology has been working on. Uh, and I'm glad to say, you know, we have the clinicals just to show that that's what it does. And, um, you know, we're, we're able to stabilize it in, in, in a product that is now available for people. Which is groundbreaking, which is completely different than 90% or at least, or maybe even 95% of the products that are out there, because we've, we've already explained what they actually cause or what they do. Um, I might go outside and start setting fire to my garden just for the heck of it, because you said so much. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> Metaphors are dangerous with me, my friend. I know. <laughs> no. Well, good point. Okay, so that's perfect. So now we're talking about destroying the rainforest. Now let's talk about feeding, the supplying our bodies, the rainforest, and feeding it. So what are pre, pro, and postbiotics? Right. So, you know, a good way to frame this is, so, you know, for your gut, you have yogurt or you eat probiotics, which are basically like yogurt bacteria, lactobacillus, bifidobacterium, uh, occasionally pediococcus. And these are all bacteria that are found in yogurt and also found in other fermented foods like sauerkraut, kimchi, you know, pretty much all of those. It's the same family of bacteria. <laughs> the way these bacteria work is uh, you eat them and they kind of live in your gut for a little while. And based on the food you eat, they convert it into substances that nourish your gut and are beneficial to your gut, right? So you say, okay, so we really care about them living in our gut and making happy molecules to kind of keep our gut healthy. So one way to do that is to regularly eat probiotics. And these probiotics are, you can think of them as living factories, right? They get in there and they produce. There are these factories that produce these happy molecules. So butyrate is, is one, one example of a happy molecule. There's lactate and so on. Um, okay, so you're eating probiotics, you're getting those factories in the gut and, and they're pumping out the happy molecule. Um, another way to do that is to encourage the bacteria, maybe they're at a low level and you want them to kick it up a notch, you know? Um, so you eat a prebiotic that is basically the food that these bacteria love, right? So that you encourage them to grow. So that if there's low levels of these bacteria uh, in your gut, then they kind of grow up, grow into a larger population and, and they kind of uh, up the dose of these happy molecules, right? So that's prebiotics and probiotics. Postbiotics are basically the happy molecules that these probiotics produce. So you're saying, I don't want this living factory in my gut, or maybe I have it and I don't care. I'm just going to do an end run around it. And it's the happy molecules that makes my gut happy. I'm just going to eat the postbiotics, which are, you know, the, 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 the final product. And so that's what postbiotics are. So, you know, depending on how you want to supplement or, or what you want to do, you can choose one of these or a blend of these. But obviously, they're like, you know, I, I have a chemistry background, so I think of this all the time. Uh, a lot of the postbiotics um, that are, are needed by your gut are, are kind of unstable, so they don't have a long shelf life. Uh, which is why if they're produced by bacteria right where they're needed and when they're needed, it's really beneficial. Also, bacteria don't just produce one postbiotic, but many, some of which we know about, but many of which we don't. And that's why I think it's a, it's a much better deal to use 
kind of eat probiotics instead of postbiotics, for example, because they're pr producing a far greater complement of these, these happy molecules. Wow. So you just wrote down something, and I want to make sure that my audience is aware of this. So I've talked a lot about prebiotics, which is food for or probiotics, which you already explained that, right? But then the postbiotics is then after we feed our probiotics, they're the chemical, the postbiotics are the chemicals that the um, probiotics produce. That's important. Pre, pro, and then postbiotics, right? But I don't want people, and I'm glad you brought this up. I don't want people to think, I'm just going to go out and take some postbiotics. Like you said, they're unstable. They don't have a long shelf life. And they may not be as diverse as the postbiotics that your actual probiotics may create. I know that's mm -hmm. a lot of pre and post. And post but long story short, feed your, your good bacteria in your body mm -hmm. <laughs> so it can produce the right chemicals that your skin and your gut actually needs. That's the moral of the story right there and ignore all my craziness. So thank you very much for sharing that because you're the first person I've had on the show that have actually broken down what postbiotics are. Yeah, and, and again, like, you know, I've, I've done a lot of microbiome research. I follow a lot of it. Um, and, and even when I was in the lab, you know, doing a lot of this stuff on the cutting edge, uh, we were just trying to understand, you know, what are the different molecules that these bacteria produce that make your gut happy, right? Um, it, 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 it gets so bewilderingly large, the different, different products that these bacteria produce under different conditions uh, when given different inputs, right? Like you eat this food versus that food, the same bacteria will produce, you know, slightly different variations or levels of, of a large number of molecules. So it's, we still don't have the full picture. And that's why I think, you know, just eating a, a small number of postbiotics doesn't really have the same effect as if you just nourished and, and uh, encouraged the growth of probiotics in, in your system. Right. And what, how do we feed up prebiotics or postbiotics? With healthy fiber from yeah. fruits, vegetables, plant-based foods, nuts, mm -hmm. so on and so forth. They're not, fiber is not just there to make you poop. That's just one of the things it does, but it really feeds your body. And I, I can't remember the study right now, but I know that I think it's three out of every four people are fiber deficient. And that's just fiber deficient based on the minimum fiber you should get. So not even the amount that you really should get to make you optimal, just the base level, three out of four people are deficient. And you're doing so many things that are bad for your gut. And you're not feeding your probiotics, your good bacteria like you're supposed to. And then we wonder why we have skin issues and overgrowth of bad bacteria, all these other things, right? Mm -hmm. We have yeah. food. Food is medicine in so many ways. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. And, uh, you know, it, it's something that I think people are, it's a lesson people are absorbing more and more. Um, it obviously takes time and yeah, you'd rather eat a candy bar than, you know, eat a kale salad. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's about finding the things that you like. Uh, you don't have to eat all nuts, but if you like almonds over cashews, then yeah, eat more almonds. It, it, it's kind of good. Um, but um, I think good representation of all the food groups at a bare minimum and also then kind of investigating, oh, what do I like? Maybe I don't like kale, I like spinach. Maybe I like arugula. Um, Maybe, you know, I can make a smoothie instead of like chowing down on a salad, like whatever floats your boat, right? Uh, there's a lot of options nowadays. 
I'm glad you brought up the cashews versus almonds thing, by the way, because when I say nuts, I'm really more talking about walnuts, pecans, pistachios, almonds, real nuts, peanuts or legumes, as you know, cashews are fruit. Mm-hmm. Not saying those are bad, but when I say nuts, I'm talking about eating real nuts. Please be mindful of allergies. Don't, don't run out there and just start eating nuts because I say so because I don't <laughs> want to get a lawsuit. But <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Adam Burns Channel 1, Zika recommendation page is live. You can click on the, um, the link. It's going to be in the description of the podcast. We can see all products I've ever recommended for health, fat loss, fitness, and I have some discount. I have my discount code so you can get um, discounts on a lot of fantastic products as well so remember to check that out also because if i promote something you know i believe in it 100 percent. and again always be mindful of allergies and before you make any dietary changes consult a medical professional now my friend this was a fantastic interview my audience is, has now learned the importance of our microbiome when it comes to our skin and you brought that down so well. And thank you for introducing postbiotics. I'm going to talk about that more in future episodes because this is key, not just for our skin, but for, like you said, to make our guts happy, right? To make our guts happy. And don't worry about the supplements. Feed your good bacteria so they can create the chemicals that your body actually needs. But before you go, the floor is all yours. Anything you want to share with my audience that I haven't asked or we haven't discussed? Yeah, you know, I, I'd love to talk a little bit more about our technology and, and sort of what, what the new approach is for acne. Um, like I said, you know, the best approach would be to kill only the bad bacteria and, and keep the good bacteria. And, and the question is really, how do we do it? Uh, and up until recently, we, we just didn't have the tools to, to do it. But uh, what my company discovered and, and the foundation of our uh, technology is that um, there are these organisms that that exist in our microbiome that we haven't paid a lot of attention to. Uh, they're called bacteriophages or phages, um, and and what phages are uh, are they're harmless little viruses uh, that are ubiquitous in our uh, kind of environment. They're in seawater, they're in the soil, and, and billions of them pass through our body every day. Now, phages don't really interact with human cells at all. Um, They're very harmless, but they're very, very efficient and uh, potent killers of bacteria. Uh, And they're very specific. So the kind of phages that we use, the C. acnes phages, they target this bad bacteria and they kill it. And the really fascinating thing is there was a a research done on it recently where they looked at the microbiomes of acne patients and people with healthy skin. And they were trying to figure out what's the biggest difference between the two. And they found that the biggest difference was that in acne patients, you just don't find these phages. Whereas in healthy people, you find these phages quite often. Now these phages kill and control the population of this bad bacteria. So, you know, the hypothesis is we all have those annoying friends who have perfect skin, never get a zit, just wake up looking amazing and dewy. Uh, and chances are they're carrying, they're naturally carrying this organism, this phage that is calibrating their microbiome, balancing it out and preventing the overgrowth of this bacteria to the point that they don't get acne or breakouts. Now we decided to de- democratize this organism, put it in a bottle um, so that, you know, maybe you're not born with it, but uh, you can have the benefit of this amazing organism on your face, balancing out your microbiome, 
giving you that clear, healthy skin, you know, without the harsh side effects, without the relapses, um, and really giving you the clear skin for life. And so that, that's how Phyla was born based on this technology. Um, and, and we're really proud that we were able to, you know, all of the hard work, all of the biotech, all of the R&D uh, to, to get to the point where we can offer a completely different approach, one without side effects, one without relapses, um, that gives you the same great results that you want. Um, and, and that really kind of gears you towards getting clear skin for life, not just, oh, it worked for two months and then I'm back to square one. Wow. So I want to unwrap that from my audience. Because what you said right there was fantastic. So instead of putting something on your skin that's going to kill your good bacteria and possibly damage your microbiome, you're actually these phages actually help to balance your microbiome so they can function better, mm -hmm. right? So I'm thinking of it this way, because you say that they do tar target the C-acne protein, correct? Or C-acne, correct? Ba the C-acne bacteria, yeah. yeah. Bacteria, I'm sorry, yes. So what I'm thinking about is this. If you take an antibiotics, even as a cream, it's like dropping a bomb, right? You're not discriminating, you're just killing everything in sight. Mm -hmm. But these phages are like snipers. And they're like, okay, I see you. And they, they just take out what they need to take out, right? And yep. that is the quality of the work that you do, which makes it so different than just about every other company out there that just want to cover up a problem or get you hooked on their products because they keep destroying the good, the good bacteria that your body needs anyway and your skin needs. Yeah, that's exactly right. I've, I've actually used that metaphor quite a bit. Awesome. Thank you so much, my friend. And I'll also make sure that um, their company's uh, website will be on the Zico recommendation page as well. So if you know anyone who struggles with acne, you can click on, click on the Zico recommendation page, click on the link and learn more about the fantastic work that they do. Because everyone at this point knows if I recommend something is because I wholeheartedly believe in it. And I definitely believe in the work that they do, especially when it addresses the root cause, not the symptoms. So thank you very much. Thanks. And, uh, you know, I'd enjoy, I had a really fun time chatting and, you know, I hope your uh, audience learned, you know, more about the microbiome. I, I know you have a dedicated audience that, that's really interested in this stuff. And as more research comes out, I think it, it's just great, more fuel to the fire, right? You, you understand yourself better. Uh, and uh, part of our mission is to kind of educate myth bust and really help people understand, break it down so that they understand what acne really is, what is causing it and what they can do to, to solve it. So we're at phylobiotics.com. You can find all our products there. And, and more importantly, you can get more information about acne and, and, and how to solve it for yourself so that you can make an in informed choice. Thank you very much. And again, my audience will really benefit from it. The, uh, his website, their website will also be in the uh, show notes, zikahealth.com slash, um, actually, I don't know what these show notes are going to be yet, but it will be in the description of the podcast to so click on there and get to the show notes. Um, so thank you very much for being on the show. This is going to be a fan. This is a fantastic episode and uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Okay. Thanks, Narada. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Zika Health Show. If you got good quality content out of this or any of my episodes, save, subscribe, and share it with family, 
friends, co-workers, or anyone who needs this information. Remember, always take the scenic route and enjoy the ride.